0: Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto's special one shot movie review for Captain Marvel. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co host, Adam Jorel Tedderless. Jorel, yeah.
1: Like Marvel. I see what you're doing here.
0: I see what you're doing here. Adam, before we started the podcast, asked me, Do you have a J name? I did. And I said,
1: Yeah. I'm
0: considerate. I didn't want you to be
1: on the spot. I didn't want you to uh, uh say not that you've done this before, mm-hmm. but I didn't want you to say
0: Adam j- <sighs> has that never Joe, happened.
1: Joe, reverse it. it. No, I don't think so. I think no, you usually okay. have it.
0: Yeah, or I just go I ain't got it.
1: I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to show empathy, I want to show consideration for I the for that. the effort that you put into every introduction
0: of this very show. I appreciate that. How are you? I'm good, man. Yeah. Uh, you got the whole place smelling like alcoholic beverages. I'm just loosening up. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm just loosening up. We're doing a You Got it. the whole
0: place smelling like the devil's nectar. <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: I got a small cup of uh, a peanut M Ms and a, a slightly larger cup of old granddad. What? Uh, old granddad. What is that? It's my bourbon of choice. Oh, mm-hmm. that's because the... I'm because I'm. Can I tell you right now? Can I disclose something? Go for it. I'm nervous. Why? I'm nervous about. Are you
0: this wait act? a minute? Did you really just take a hit of sugar uh, and a shot of granddad's beverage? Yeah. Because you're nervous about the 189th episode. I don't yeah. know if that's the real number. The 100 and something episode of Comic Book Junto. Mm, yeah, I did. Please. Now this is this is news to me. Internet, tell me more. I need to know about <laughs> oh, this. What is
1: this about? Well, it's not because it's the 100 something episode of Comic Book Junto. It's because. The episode that we're doing today is our one-shot movie review mm-hmm. of Captain Marvel. Yes. The latest and greatest from Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have been thinking about this movie since we saw it. Right. At a screener, a secret... Shh, don't tell nobody. Screener. Mm-hmm. And I've been uh, racking my brain about how I'm going to present my thoughts today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about what I'm going to ask you, how we're going to have this conversation, mm-hmm. what this means, what what does it all mean? So I just I, I was a little nervous, I was feeling a little uptight. I wanted to loosen up, part of me for fuming the room, but uh, mm-hmm. that's where we are right now. Mm-hmm.
0: What are you nervous about? I just let's let's just get into it. Let's all just, right, we'll slide into it. Okay, so internet spoilers. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what spoilers means, if this is your first time listening to. Comic Book Junto is this? If you're not familiar with geek culture or nerd culture or spoiler culture, maybe you've been living on a Cree planet. Maybe Hala.
1: Yeah, maybe you. Maybe uh, you've been on Hala. Maybe this is your first. Maybe you've been on Torfa. Who mm-hmm. knows where you've been? I
0: don't know where you live at.
1: Maybe this is your first time here on Earth. The internet ex- expands to all types of places. We just want to let you know what spoilers are all about. We do not want to rob you of your joy. Show sure enough, and we believe that your joy uh, comes. From the Lord, seeing this movie <laughs> first. The Lord, <laughs> second, the movie theater. Right, in, 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 that, in that order, in that direct <laughs> order. Uh, we we don't want to take that opportunity for you to be wowed and surprised uh, by the movie when you go and see it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you have seen the movie by the time you are listening to our voices. Right. Uh, Because of that. So spoilers, 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 as we often do, Mm -hmm. we will erect a spoiler wall. Yes. And uh, it is your task to join us over on the other side. Should
0: you choose. That's right. Should you so desire. That's right. Now, internet, there is spoiler worthy things in here for the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for movies before, what's possibly to come after. Mm -hmm. There is, this isn't a throwaway movie. No. 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 This is, ah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. No, there's stuff to talk about. This yes. is a puzzle piece. Yes. Yeah. So, if you don't want to know what happens in Captain Marvel, you do not want to hear two guys speculate about how it connects potentially, turn this off. Go see the movie, then come back and join us. If you don't care, and if you want to put yourself through this, And take away some level of joy, though you've already seen it, that's on you. Come on, join us. If you've already seen it, join us. But either way, spoiler wall is going up. Spoilers. Three, two, one. It's your fault. It is your fault. Mm -hmm. If you have joined us on this side of the spoiler wall, you're getting what you paid for.
1: And By the way, let me just clarify. I don't know if I've ever said this. When, When we say it's your fault, we're not shaming you. I am. We're not blaming you. I am. We're just Speaking asking. Of, hold on. You,
0: let's start that sentence over again. I'm not. There you, blaming go. you. There you go. I'm not
1: shaming there you. There you go. I'm just asking you to own your decision.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm I am doing that part. Okay, now see Octavius is doing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Octavius is doing that part. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, that's what it means. It means, "Hey man, you bought that. If you on this side and you get spoiled, you've been warned." Mhm. All right. So, Adam, let's start with the beginning. Yeah, We've gone, we've seen all of the movies leading up, you've seen a bunch of trailers, mm-hmm. I've only seen the one, and That's I've right. forgotten that trailer since. That's right. We sat through this movie, press screening, we came out, normally where we start is, what's the gut reaction that you have when you come out of the theater? Not getting fully into it, not getting deep, just kind of that thumbs up, thumbs, thumbs down, one or two sentences, what do you got? What were you feeling when you came out of the movie?
1: It should have been better. That's my gut reaction walking out of the theater, knowing that I have a lot of complicated feelings mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to like articulate where I'm coming at this with, with my fresh opinion from watching the movie. The, the first thing and probably the loudest thought in my mind, it should have been better. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my gut reaction. What is yours? My gut reaction was, I like this.
0: How far away am I from Endgame?
1: Yeah, (laughs) you're just checking your calendar. Yes. Yeah, we are a month and a half away from Endgame.
0: That was my gut reaction. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. When's like when's the next issue come out? You know. Yeah. So that's our gut reaction. That's a general thing of how we felt. Now let's 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 get a general conversation about what happened in this movie. General overview. So like like who who are we dealing with here? All right, let's do what we do often, which is read the
1: synopsis that we can find on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Marvel's Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between mm. two alien races. Yes. So that is the the really brief synopsis of yeah. the movie. But if I break it down a little bit further, this movie is a lot of things. This okay. movie, this movie represents a lot of things. Mm-hmm. The MCU, as we know it, began with Iron Man in what? Two thousand six was it? Was it two thousand seven? Two thousand seven. IMDb's two thousand seven, and uh, two thousand eight. Is it two thousand eight? All right. So, Iron Man uh, ushered in the MCU, the it's all connected Marvel Cinematic Universe, Mm -hmm. which is culminating now with the Infinity War and soon to be Endgame movies from the Avengers. This is the first female led Mm -hmm. story, origin story of a, a, a superhero who is a woman from a Marvel Cinematic Universe premise. This is the first in in 11 years. Right. So that's that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's taken us 11 years to get this. And there's a lot weighing on the shoulders of Captain Marvel as a movie. Okay. Not only that. Not only is this, you know, finally the the first representation of a a a woman who is a the superhero and the focus of the movie, but this is also a conduit of sorts for the ending of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it's you know run its course for 10 years. Right. And the beginning of what comes next, mm-hmm. which we still do not know. Right. I see all of that. So this, this has to be a lot. It's a puzzle piece to finish a story. It also needs to unlock a new beginning. And this is, you know, in no small way, a really important movie because finally a woman is at the center of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, we never got a Black Widow solo movie. Not yet, but they're saying it's coming. That's right. Uh, so this is this is a, a pivotal moment for Marvel. Uh, and I think the comparisons are impossible to ignore. This is Marvel's Wonder Woman moment. Do you think that's fair to say? How do you mean when you say that? Well, when DC released Wonder Woman, it was very much about representation for women and young girls and um, and for everyone but it was about seeing yourself on the screen
0: i think that this movie did not market itself that way oh i disagree in comparison to wonder woman mm-hmm. well you know what i strongly let disagree let me let me let me retract that because i avoid marketing so much yeah i just thought about What do I know? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm avoiding trailers left and right. I'm avoiding articles. I'm avoiding everything. So I would have to defer to you on that. Because experientially, to me, it wasn't like, woman, women, 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 women. Look at the woman. Look at the woman. Mm -hmm. I remember Wonder Woman. It was like, this is about to be a moment. This is about to be a thing. Mm -hmm. This is this is. how finally, finally it's happening. That energy... Mm -hmm. and I wasn't so much saying that Captain Marvel does not represent that, because I know the Carol Court is real. That's right. I understand that. They out there. But but the marketing push, Mm -hmm. the vibe, the energy, I did not feel that energy in that, like, tidal wave of emotion and excitement about... This this character the same way I felt it about Wonder Woman. Yeah, did you feel the same thing? I did. Okay, feel, I I did that, feel as though I might that was miss present. it because I just I just tried to avoid everything.
1: But I, I and that, and that's that's no small thing, right? You know the the onslaught of marketing that comes out means you're seeing clips of the movie all the time, new footage in new trailers. You get the international trailer, you get the teaser, you get mm-hmm. the extended teaser. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things in which they're trying to. To push the thesis, right? And the thesis is she is here. Okay. And she is you, little girl watching the screen is you. Okay. You are here. And this is, I, I think Marvel poised this to be their Wonder Woman moment. Whether or not they were successful, I, th- that's a thing that I guess we could talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's what they wanted from this. And I saw that. I I felt that. I was riding the hype for that. I'm excited that she is here. Mm-hmm. And that takes me to say this, just my, my declaration before we even get into the movie. I am so thrilled that this movie is out. I'm thrilled that... Carol Danvers is joining the Avengers. I'm so excited that Brie Larson is doing her thing as Carol Danvers. I'm so excited that this movie exists mm-hmm. and soon we will have her be an integral part in the movies that we love in Endgame. It's just the it's the best feeling. It's like, it's, it's so, so overdue and I'm so happy that it's finally happening. And uh, that's where a lot of my my feelings come from, my complicated feelings come from. Okay.
0: Yeah. My feelings ain't that complicated. No. I thought it was fun. Yeah. You know, um, my experience with this movie is, unfortunately, this movie doesn't get to be Ant-Man. What do you mean when you say that? And just be a movie. Mm, Okay. It doesn't get to be Doctor Strange and just be a movie. Mm -hmm. It has to connect me to Endgame. Mm-hmm. It has to. So as I watch the movie, I'm like, this is fun. This is cool. But you ever been in a, in, a, in a get-together or a party or like a mixer or some sort of event or something like that mm. where you see the person you want to talk to and you're looking straight at them and you're walking across the room to that person? And then someone crosses by you and they go, hey, how are you? I didn't know you were here. And you're kind of like, uh, Hi. Mm-hmm. and you're kind of looking over that person's shoulder okay. at the person you want to talk to. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, so what's going on? How are things? I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good.
1: Uh, are you saying that Captain gotta, Marvel is the person who crossed yes. in front of you so you could not make your way
0: yes. to Endgame? Yes, could, not could not unfortunately, mm. I'm looking at Endgame, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at Captain Marvel like, right, connect me to Endgame. Right, how do you connect me to Endgame? Okay, cool. What does that have to do with Endgame? All right, cool. Give me the... You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what like, you're saying. Like, I'm looking at the movie, I'm enjoying it, and I'm squinting my eyes going, ooh, so that's probably... All right, mm, all right, so does that make this happen? You know what I mean? Mm, okay. Oh, so maybe that means, like, the whole time... Oh, so scroll, so maybe scroll like, the whole time mm-hmm. I it has... All of the weight of the movies before it Mm -hmm. and the weight of the movie coming after it in this one movie that is the one movie between all of our 10-year past and the big thing coming in the future, we're all looking at you going, tie it up for us. Connect it for us. What can you tell us? What can you bring to us? And in a sense, this movie has to carry that and it's kind of not fair Mm. It doesn't get to be Captain America, First Avenger, mm. and just be, you know what I'm saying? Sure. It doesn't get to just be Ant-Man, which is fine. Ant-Man is fine. It's fun. It's cool. You know? Yeah. At least in my experience. I can't speak for everybody else's experience. That doesn't make it bad, Yeah. but it does make it, oh, Nick Fury's in this. Mm-hmm. So I guess you're gonna explain to me. Oh, Young Colson. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like all of that stuff. Young Colson is my rap name, by the way. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that that makes sense. It does. Yeah, aka Young Colson. Young Colson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you're pointing these things out. I, I I see exactly what you're outlining. I actually see it a little bit from a different angle. I think uh, again, if if I don't want to keep doing this repeatedly, but if I compare it to Wonder Woman, um, I mean the comparison is fair though. The, the, I think the comparison is fair, but what I, I want to do is just look at Captain Marvel, you know, level at it, and not have to attach it to too many different things.
0: Right, but the I'll, whole I'll try nature of what I just said. It, that's the whole point. So, it, so Captain Marvel doesn't get to just be. Captain Marvel. It's got to be. Well, compare it to Wonder Woman. We'll Mm -hmm. compare it to. Well, what about? And it's got all that weight to carry. Just like if the Cyborg movie comes out, Mm -hmm. we're gonna be like, so in comparison to Black Panther, and you know what I mean. Sure, that's what it happens when a marginalized. Underrepresented community group gets a thing. Everybody's yeah. scrutinizing it, going, "That's right." So, should we make any more of these?
1: Yeah, and that's that's why I think there's there's this really complicated push and pull. These outside forces that are affecting this movie maybe more than any other MCU movie, right? And when it, when I compare it to Wonder Woman, there, there's some interesting things to to look side by side at. Wonder Woman is ubiquitous. Wonder Woman is uh, not the same as, but pretty much the same as mickey mouse
0: like we, y- y'all know wonder woman wonder woman is in the same in the same community as spider-man mm-hmm. and batman and mickey mouse and superman she has an extensive lineage ninja turtles of comic and, books that you
1: can look at tv shows you can look at of of dolls and action figures and generations of people
0: you, yeah. you can just see the, the image of that character and a large group of people are gonna go who's that oh that's Wonder woman
1: Yes, right Whereas Captain Marvel has a more difficult burden to bear, she's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but but more so. Even well, Guardians we, of the Galaxy is a little more obscure. We'll try to break down. I mean, maybe maybe it is. Is it? Because here's the thing. Here's what I'm thinking about. Carol Danvers. Has existed in the Marvel universe for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Initially, she was Miss Marvel, mm-hmm. and that was a whole thing. And she was following in the footsteps of Marvel, the original Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel has been a title that has been handed to a few other characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've experienced that. We comic book fans, but the general public has not so much. In 2012, Captain Marvel was. Redone, redesigned, reintroduced Mm -hmm. to the Marvel Universe in the comic books. Kelly Sue DeConnick and, and other artists and designers completely remade this character, which means... For all intents and purposes, we can forget a lot of the stuff that came before, but 2012 until now is all of the window of time you have to create a fan base. And you mentioned the Carol Core. The Carol Corps are fans of Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel, and they exist, but are they out there ready to see the movie? Are they just comic book fans? Oh, like I'm you sure they're me? ready to see the movie. And so what I wonder is, you know, what what does this movie have going for it and what does it have against it? In the fact that this character is not as well known as Wonder Woman, as Spider-Man, as Captain America, it means that some people are going to need to take a chance and just go, well, I'm going to see the movie. I'm going to see the movie because this is a triumph for representation for women on the big screen as superheroes. Mm -hmm. And i like to think that it being a puzzle piece for Endgame helps usher people in. I agree. Because you're thinking... Well, I got to collect them all. Yeah. You know, these drones are Pokemon. Correct. I got to catch them all. Yes. And and that means that you, you, someone would say, uh, sir, ma'am, who is Captain Marvel? And he's, I don't care. I'm going to see the movie because it connects all the pieces. And so I think that might've helped it in some way, getting bodies in the door. And uh, I'm thinking about like, is it fair that it has all these pressures? Is it elevated by these things? Is it, is it, pulled away from what, what were the filmmakers capable of doing? What were the restrictions because they had to do something? I've been, I'm trying to puzzle that stuff out. What I know is I have an expectation for what I want this movie to be in some part set by the fact that it is the first female led superhero movie. Okay. And in some part, because Marvel has shown me the best they have to offer year after year after year, Mm -hmm. and specifically in 2018. In 2018, they started the year with Black Panther, and it was like, damn, the bar is raised. One of the greatest things they've ever made. Bar is raised. Mm -hmm. It was an origin story. Mm -hmm. It was... Uh, a major moment for for representing a marginalized group of people and mm-hmm. bringing them in. And it was an excellent movie that shows a Marvel movie can be fantasy and grounded in reality. It connected. Mm-hmm. Is it perfect? No. What's perfect? But it did the job beautifully. Apparently, Green Book. Was outsta- well, Green Book is perfect. We all know this. Uh, and then we had a little bit later down the year, Infinity War. Infinity War had a crazy task. Yes. Has to tie together ten years of movies, and it did it, and it did it, Mm -hmm. and it did it in a way that breaks rules. It's hardly even a movie. We've talked
0: about this. It's just its own thing, and it's earned it. It's just a train that off that like with no brakes,
1: right? It's just going. And then a little bit later, we get Spider Verse. Now, Spider Verse is not Marvel Studios, Mm and we know that, right? But it is a display of what's possible within the medium, right? Mm -hmm. Of, Of superheroes in movies, what what can be done, the stories that can be told. So I am high on these three movies. I'm thinking about how good they were. Ant-Man and the Wasp came out too. Kind of okay. It was all right. It was all right. It was all right. Good point. I completely forgot. <laughs> just wanted to point that, that out. wanted it's to remind you. Totally right. <laughs> right. So I'm, I'm, hot. I'm focusing on these three movies of the four, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about, man, Marvel has just raised the stakes over and over again, and now I'm walking into this important movie, and I felt like it was not their best output. Mm-hmm. It was not their best movie. Now,
0: tell me more, because you, you seem you in here getting drunk and eating candy, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean, uh-huh. over a movie. Because you're nervous. We have recorded X amount of podcasts. Yeah. Never before have you told me that you're nervous. Uh-huh. So give it to me. Lay, lay it out for me. What's well, going on here?
1: I, I want to be sensitive. I want to be sensitive to the people who are listening to the show who think that I haven't thought about what I'm saying. You haven't said and, nothing uh, yet. And partly because uh, let's acknowledge what's happening uh, surrounding the, uh, the, the movie Captain Marvel from... Mm-hmm trolls and people who hate the idea of women being on screen. Right. You know, your men's rights activists, your... Uh, uh, In cells, if you call them that, your splinter cells, your, yeah, yeah, your Sam Fisher's, you know, <laughs> yeah, the people who want to review bomb these movies uh-huh. just like they did for Star Wars, right? They're out there, right? Uh, I don't know how many there are, but they're loud mm-hmm. and they're out there mm-hmm. so much so that they change the way the Rotten Tomatoes operates now. Mm. You cannot publish the audience score before the movie
0: comes out, right? Why? Quick, quick sidebar. Why was that ever a thing? I do not know. I do not know. It. Could, I mean. It's one thing to say you're interested in seeing this movie, yeah, but to review it before it came how out, does, like, how does that allow? It just seems like maybe not the best design. Agreed. Options, but you so, know, that's you learn. Gone. You
1: make a new revision. That got fixed. Up whatever. At the so what? I, what I'm thinking about is all I want is for Captain Marvel to triumph so amazingly that it makes all of these assholes, you know fear the fact that they put themselves out in the public and smash this movie for no reason. And what, what I want to do is I want to, I want to come out here and say, like, I've, I've thought long and hard about my opinion. I was disappointed by this movie. Okay. However, I, I have a lot of, you know, uh, um, thoughtful and thoughtfully shaped opinions. It's not just trash. I'm not saying, get out of here, Carol Danvers. You didn't belong here to begin with. It's not like that.
0: That's not. I'm not getting that at all.
1: I know. I just want to be sensitive. So you know, when somebody's coming into this, when they're feeling the same way that I feel, excited for the, the the promise that this movie makes, that they don't feel like
0: oh, the trolls won. Wait, I don't even. So can I can I say something? Yeah, I don't even know how we got to this to trolls and people thinking that you're gonna say this. I think and all that. of this is
1: surrounding the the movie. It's but I'm asking you what you think.
0: Context. Though. I'm talking to you. This is Adam and Octavius. People coming to come to Junto because they want to know what did Adam mm-hmm. and Octavius think about the movie. Mm-hmm. If you turn into a troll on this podcast, then you'll you'll be Adam the troll. Well, what but if you turn into Adam, the person with an opinion? That don't make you a troll.
1: I'll contextualize this. Then it's like because we always use food metaphors. You take, know, take me there. I'm I'm walking into a restaurant where I, I'm expecting to have a really good meal, and okay. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to have this meal. I'm you know, people have talked about how good it is. And um it gets plated and it's right there in front of me mm-hmm. and i'm I'm ready for it. And I can tell you about what that meal tasted like, but I gotta admit to you, Octavius. there was this smell in the restaurant,, mm-hmm. and it's been distracting me. And I don't want that to reflect on the meal, on the chef's work. I don't think it's the chef's doing or responsibility, but there's this 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 funk in the air that I need to acknowledge, okay, and make sure that I separate the funk. From the thing I'm talking about, the subject in front of me. And, and if you can
0: bring that into the situation, I think I get you, but I don't want to assume.
1: This cloud of hatred and, and weird misogyny and mm. just like trashy behavior mm-hmm. has has made it so watching this movie makes me want to be very careful about the way that I, I talk about it mm. as a man
0: mm.
1: and, and dissect it for my experience and from my expectations and not fall into some hot take
0: trash Dash behavior. So because there are there are allegedly a lot of men who mm-hmm. are trashing this movie because they're being jerks, mm-hmm. you being a man who I'm assuming does not necessarily have a favorable take on this movie, you don't want to be coupled and yeah. misaligned with them. Yeah. You yeah. want your review to be here's what i have to say that's right i am not them Mm -hmm. though we may say things that we happen to agree on Mm -hmm. i am not fully don't categorize me with them i'm just a guy with an opinion sure happen to be a guy i I think that is exactly what i'm going for got it thank you got you Mm -hmm. now why didn't you like this movie or why were you disappointed
1: yeah uh, okay, so uh, the the movie, I, as far as a quality standpoint goes, I think there are a lot of things that were just m- missteps in weird versions of things we've seen done better. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, the beginning of the movie, we started on, on an alien homeworld. Mm-hmm. And maybe the first 10 minutes or the first several scenes, it's a lot of really heavy expo- exposition. So it's not like artful you know we're not just dropped in and we're finding out what's happening along the way we're being told very explicitly by someone in plain english what's happening right catching us up and part of that i think the the mechanism at play is carol danvers who at this point in time thinks her name is veers uh you know she's being explained the world because she has amnesia right but the the vessel is like explaining everything to us just really cut dry. And I felt like that was not the only time. The movie tend to do that. The movie tend to just say out loud what was happening all the time. And the way that it was shot and the way that it was edited and the, the score, the soundtrack, the music, it all just felt a little bland, a little less exciting. And I'm comparing it to things that were a little more stylized, like our Thor Ragnarok, for example. Now, it took us three Thors to get Thor Ragnarok. It did. And I cannot deny that. But it only took us one Black Panther to get one Black Panther. It also had Ryan Coogler. And so I'm just thinking about you know some of the design decisions and the things that we're seeing in the movie, and I'm just finding that it's it's just not as bold. It's not as exciting. Mm-hmm. It's not as risky. It doesn't really have a signature. It's I, I feel that. You know, it, I feel that. More than any other movie, it really bears the formula of... A Marvel movie.
0: Let me say this about Captain Marvel. Yeah. I did not go into Captain Marvel with a bunch of expectations. Mm-hmm. I went into Captain Marvel, excited to see Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, after I watched it, is a is a leveled, if I'm going to just put it this way, it's a leveled up MCU phase one movie. Hmm. Tell me more about that. Phase one movies were kind of like, meet Iron Man. Yeah. Meet the Hulk. Kind of cut and dry. Meet Captain America. Yeah. Meet Thor. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know. We're, we we kind of got to hold your hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, because we know you don't know all of this stuff. Yeah. So we kind of have to introduce you to some of these people. Sure. And when I say it's a leveled up phase 1 movie, it does have to do some of that heavy lifting because you are literally meeting someone you have never seen before. That's right. You know? Yeah. And if you look at all the phase three movies, Captain America Civil War, packed full of people you know. Yeah. Doctor Strange, we hadn't seen him before, but that was a movie that did have a very, it was a. It was just told differently. It I was, think Doctor Strange and Guardians
1: of the Galaxy were two movies I was thinking about most often while watching Captain Marvel? Because they introduce new characters, but each of them have a very specific style.
0: That's what Captain Marvel was missing. Yeah. So if you look at all He's of Phase 3, style. Spider-Man Homecoming, mm-hmm. that come, you know, we met Spider-Man in Captain America Civil War. Thor Ragnarok, obviously. Mm-hmm. Black Panther, we met Black Panther in Civil War. Avengers Infinity War, everybody's in the movie. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp. We've met, you know what I'm saying? So these are movies that all have people who we already know in them. Yeah, yeah. And they can just get right into it. Let's go. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And especially coming off of Thor Ragnarok and Black Panther and Spider Man Homecoming, these are a lot of movies that have an aesthetic. It's like an artistic direction that goes, yeah, I'm gonna tell an MCU story but I'm going to do it like this. And, and partly because they have practice, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've given
1: us the opportunity to warm up to these characters and what's happening. So now they can really start taking some risks.
0: But they have an artistic opinion. They do. You yeah. know? And when I say Captain Marvel is kind of like a leveled up phase one movie, mm-hmm. a lot of those phase one movies didn't really have an aesthetic opinion, an artistic that. opinion. Yeah. I they were kind of right. like, let's just get this off. Let's, like, let's just do it. The Hulk. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Green guy, y'all cool with this? Cool, but then you look at Thor. It's the same thing. It's like this movie. You look at Ragnarok. They're they're just kind of like, man, I don't know. Put all the colors in the in the and dump all the crayons on the table. And let's just go. Yeah, yeah. You know. So I think there's a big, like, artistic kind of like uniqueness. The like the uniqueness of the MCU movies that we've been getting. It kind of ka-thunk. Mm-hmm. It dropped like with a big thud, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, oh. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and just, it's fine. It's it's okay. And I think the thing that, again, unfortunately, this movie has to do is you need Nick Fury to babysit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In a sense of like you need some sort of character you know to kind of... Hold the MCU watcher's hand and yeah. go, oh, it's okay. She's cool. She's with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I see what you're saying. you Nick Fury has to babysit the audience. Yeah. Nick Fury you has got, to has be- to hold the audience's hand. Yeah. I, you remember me. You know me. It's mm-hmm. like whenever you meet somebody new. Mm-hmm. If someone just- Because you got to think. Geekdom, comic condom, like this woman, this character that nobody knows. Yeah. Unfortunately, like I say- She's gotta bear all that weight. She does. So I think what they at least my opinion is they use Captain Marvel, I mean they use Nick Fury to go, y'all know me. She's good. Sure. Come with me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And as and then they use things like, oh, young Nick Fury. Oh, young Colson. Okay. And oh, Ronan the accuser. Oh, I recognize him. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Tesseract. You know, Tesseract and yeah. stuff. All right, you you've you but The thing is, with Black Panther, they ain't do none of that. They Mm -hmm. were like, welcome to Wakanda. Mm -hmm. We about to get busy. And that's the unfortunate thing about Captain Marvel is we didn't get a chance to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, They had... Who's the dude who was in Wakanda with them? The white dude. Oh, Colonizer. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Whatever his name is. He was there, but he wasn't holding anybody's hand. If anything, he was just a part of the story that was used to actually make a point I don't think that necessarily Captain Marvel even though it had a point to me and I think the point of it was like your identity is your ability to get up after you're knocked down mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that's who Cap- that's who Carol Danvers is yeah. that's who Captain Marvel is while it made that point it didn't make the point with a big explosive wha-pow, like crackoom! It just kind of made the point, like, oh, okay. It was mm-hmm. a quiet. It was quiet, mm-hmm. and we're used to these movies making these big, loud, explosive points. Yeah, and it didn't. And I think, and and the thing I compare it to is Ant Man. Mm. This movie is in the same vein as Ant Man and the Wasp. Cool. What's the point of Ant Man and the Wasp? Have a good time. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's like? What? What's the? What's the big thing you walk away from after you see Captain America: First Avenger? Mm-hmm. This is Captain America: First Avenger. Thor, sure. You know. Yeah. So, but this movie, the biggest thing that I walked away with is like, again, how do you connect me to all the people who got dusted? Yeah. And the aesthetic opinion it seems like they took was like. Ooh, 90s movies, Mm -hmm. chase scenes, fight scenes, but sci-fi too. But we got to, and it just kind of seemed a little scattered. Sure. Which, again, it just didn't really allow it to like gel. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think
1: absent of that style, absent of, of that like secret sauce that uh, makes it, it really like stand a out. A real,
0: I, I keep saying the the artistic opinion. Yeah,
1: absent of the artistic opinion, I'm looking at other parts of the movie and trying to figure out, you know, is is this what is the purpose of the movie and is it satisfying the purpose? And so the other parts that I'm looking at look really familiar. You know, this looks like a Marvel movie, but it looks like a version that I've seen done better. And mm-hmm. the things that are kind of nagging me are the things like, well, I say this all the time in this show. I didn't like the script, and I felt like the dialogue was really weak. And for certain characters, the actor playing the character could just run laps around anybody else. You know, I, You know, special shout out to 70-year-old Samuel L. Jackson. Who's Sam playing Jackson
0: is 70? 70. Who's playing a 40. He's 70? He was de-aged. I know, but I... Know, I, I all this time, yeah, I did not know that Sam Jackson was 70. It's like that. And no in, way yes. he doesn't even carry himself like a 70- year- old man. He doesn't come no. across as though he's 70. Yeah, and, and even, I mean, even in uh,
1: glass, which we saw recently, which he stars in, he seems to be playing like an older guy who is frail, but we all know he's not, but yeah, he's, he's, he's up there, man. Wow so so that is that's fascinating, right? But the thing is is he is doing a great job. Sam Jackson was showing us something really unique and interesting and fun that we haven't seen in in Nick Fury's character mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. And so now we're seeing this like peppy smart Alec, you know he's excited, he loves cats. Mm-hmm. He's just like fun to be around, you know he's got a warm personality and you right. and I know. That's not the Nick Fury that At we've all. been introduced to. At all. And I like the way that it positions that because I'm thinking about this choice that was made for this character is now making me think something happened. Mm. Certainly. And I, I like knowing that. It, it, it adds some flavor, it, like texture to the character. And then you have uh, a total surprise for me. Uh, ben Mendelsohn plays one of the scrolls, Talos. Talos, yeah. And I'm very much of the mind, like when we first got introduced to the scrolls in the movie, I'm like, the these these look bad. This doesn't look so good. And over the course of the movie, we spend more time with them. And I think they have kind of a Star Trek alien vibe, you know, where yeah. they're like, they have the effects yeah. and you know they've got the effects. and You mm-hmm. just looking for the personality
0: but you just see a person underneath makeup talking
1: yeah and you kind of hear the lisp under the the, mm-hmm. the makeup the, and everything the, they can tell they've got fake teeth in but i i think ben Mendelssohn as talos did a, a great job and really surprised me with the performance it was fun he was a smart ass he's like clearly a little bit better than all of the other scrolls and he likes to boast about it right and he was like I really enjoy what he brought to the character. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about some of those supporting characters, Nick Fury and him and Coulson's back and Coulson's being Coulson, just younger. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, we're, we're groovy here. Now I'm looking at Brie Larson. Someone asked me a while back, if I could fantasy cast Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, who would I cast? My answer, Brie Larson. That's what you said? Bree Brie Larson. Okay. even before she got cast. Okay. And I'm stoked. She's a great actress. She's capable of so much. She's really good and I'm she looks like Carol Danvers, she's doing it. Whatever the direction was for her from the people making this movie, whatever instructions were offered to her were not satisfying. Give, give me more on that. It was flat. The I think the performance is not up to Brie Larson's ability. And I think Carol Danvers in my, in my mind has a little more fire is a little more spunk is a little more personality and the lines that we get are stuff like enough mind games and every scene we see her is a pose you look at her hand she was clenched. posing a lot always a lot of poses and she got the pose and it looks good in a still dope pose but there's only so long you can spend time with that and think like well, show me more show me the rest of the." I just your want to character. take a moment
0: she had the pose down.
1: It was a good pose.
0: Every time she was in the pose, I was like, "You better pose."
1: It's a good pose.
0: Come on now. Yeah. You better let them know what time it is. I'm just. I, I
1: can't help but think that let's, it let's was spend, let's it stay was direction. On Carol for a yeah. while. I can't help but think that it was instruction or direction that led to the character being performed the way that Brie Larson did, and I, I was let
0: down by it. Let's stay on Carol for a while. Sure. I think that Carol Danvers in this movie. It's hard because we have to get to know who she is. And this movie is doing so many other things than helping us get to know who Carol is. And one of those things, I'm glad you
1: brought this up. One of those things is that we are being explained who Carol
0: is by every other character. Other than her, because she doesn't know who she is. Right. And the one thing that they do keep consistent is she's kind of got a fiery personality and she's not the most likable person around and we have to assume that those characters are right but the thing is we don't get to see it mm-hmm. in a way that makes me go oh so where we how we get to figure out who what who she is is by the way she's interacting with other people mm-hmm. you know how she's interacting with i wanted to call him What's his name? Ron Rog. What is, what is Yon Rog? Yon Rog. Mm-hmm. We see their relationship with Yon Rog and the Supreme Intelligence and Nick Fury. And so we get a little bit of who she is based off how she, she interacts with people. She's skeptical mm-hmm. and she'll put up with no mess, you know? But like, she's
1: also a good soldier and she's tough. Yeah. And she, she, we're being told by Yon Rog that she puts too much emotion into things. Mm hmm. But, to your point i don 't know if we necessarily see
0: that we don't get to th- we don't get to see that, but we we kind of get hints about it but it, and the the thing is there's so the moments are so small and they 're so quick, not much of it really stays with me it doesn't really make me go oh that's who she is. The one part of of the movie that helped me figure out who she was. Was when there's a scroll that comes up and goes, Raw! and she goes, ah, back to him. And I go, Oh, that's who you are. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. She's kind of like, let's go, let's, let's go. Let's you know rumble. what I'm saying? Let's yeah. do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's who she is. And for me, I understand to be Carol. Carol's like, I will punch, I will punch it. I'm, you know, problem, I'm gonna punch it. Yeah. I don't like you, I'm gonna punch you. You got something to say? What you say to me? Like, you know what I mean? That's how I understand. But we didn't really dig into that. hmm so, however the story was being told, I agree with you. They didn't do the best job of going, the most important thing for you guys to walk away from this movie with is, this is who T'Challa is. Mm-hmm. This is who Peter Parker is. Mm-hmm. This is who Stephen Strange is. And in all those movies that his name, we walked away and go, I know who this person is. Sure. And this movie was kind of like, oh, I know what's coming next in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Carol Danvers. And then the moment, the moment of like, and I know I'm jumping to the end where Jan Rog is like, this is the time you get to finally show me who you are. Put, that, put down the, and she just shot him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that moment, I knew that moment was coming, mm-hmm. or, or I hoped that moment was coming, but that moment could have been such a huge moment. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like they didn't earn it. So it kind of was like a throwaway moment. Yeah, you know, you get what I'm trying to say. I know exactly that moment where she was able to, basically, in so many words, she could be like, "I don't need to prove anything to you." Right. That in the in that moment, that was like, "This is who you are," Mm -hmm. and 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 even I want to say, I want to shout out this actress's name, Lashana Lynch. Mm -hmm. She. Amazing job! Amazing performance. Maria
1: Rambo who is Mambo, a friend of Carol Danvers, mother of Monica, Monica Rambo, who goes on to eventually become Captain Marvel.
0: Uh, what is her What is her name?
1: Uh,
0: Monica or Maria? No what, what's the What's the character she plays? Maria Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo was Captain Marvel, but she's something else now. She's uh, like in a black know. and white outfit. I'm not sure what she. Anyway, we'll running. look it up later. Sure. Um, we'll we'll fix it in post. No, sure, we won't. sure. Um, but. Even when she goes to explain, you're this, and you drive your car, and you knew it would be fat, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like all of this stuff explaining who she is, it just didn't come together like I hoped it would have. Mm-hmm. But again, I think this movie is suffering from the fact that even I'm not being as critical of it because I'm like, I got to find out what happened to Nick Fury's eye.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. How cool. Yeah.
0: Oh. I get to see where the guy who was running with Ronan, the accuser, he used to be, he's a crane, he used to run with the, you know what I'm saying? So there's all these other little Easter eggs that I'm excited about. And unfortunately, I'm not even that mad that Carol Danvers didn't have this big moment because it's like, it was good enough. That's
1: where I'm at. I am mad because it was good enough. And I think it... it it deserved to be so much better and and i think it deserved to be better because they have the mechanisms they have the ab testing they have the wherewithal of reverse engineering all of the stuff that worked and this movie is important it's it this movie is important and i i think the mechanisms that are at play in the movie are meaningful and they will be seen by, I'm, I'm gonna talk out of turn right now because this is not my perspective. I think they will be seen by people who have experienced those things, why don't you smile for me, baby? That moment. And I think they will be experienced by people who are like told you got knocked down and you're not going to get back up. They're going to ex- be experienced by women who have lived through these things and they see Carol Danvers, don't give a shit. And she gets back up and she blasts your ass with photon rays. Yes. And that's what she does. Yes. The thing is, is those mechanisms are all significant and they're, they, they, they really are. They're meaningful. But the, they they are overpowering the character, like the uniqueness of the character. Say say that a different way. I'm saying, I'm saying the things that we're being shown are emotionally resonant because a lot of the people in the audience seeing this movie have felt that same thing. But I still don't know what makes Carol Danvers a p- different from Captain America, other than Carol Danvers is a woman. You don't know really. Well, here's the thing. I feel like I do. What did Steve Rogers say after he got beat up in the in Brooklyn? I could do this all day. And I think that's kind of what we were being shown, that we we have the same vibe from a, a very good soldier who has a little bit of a, a rebellious kick. In Carol Danvers, and I'm just thinking like, there's so much more that you could show me in terms of who she is and what she's capable of, and give me give me her very specific, unique flavor. She deserves it. She has it in the comic, and it's it's present. Kelly Sue DeConnick made that known in the character that she's a brawler. She doesn't want to turn out a good
0: fight, you know. But I don't think we got that. I don't think we did either. And here's a, here's the thing I want to bring up, and. I'm just bringing it up from the perspective I have. There's a conversation in the black community when it comes to TV and movies that we as the black community can't say that movies and TV aren't good, mm-hmm. especially because we don't know when we're going to get just to make a thing again. Uh we, we, you're saying when it stars, you know, a a black If it's actor. if it's a black actor or a black yeah. movie or a black director or a black screenwriter or a black this or black that. Yeah. It's kind of like we have to be cautious about like really letting are letting us are really commenting on it and letting mm-hmm. it have it, like, yo, this is not good. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like this. Because it's kinda like, well, we do that. They gonna let us do this again. Sure. You sure. know? Yeah. So there's an unfortunate amount of pressure on black media. Mm-hmm. And we're not allowed to have mediocre things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, everything we got better be good. Yeah. Cause if it ain't, oh see? Told you this doesn't work. And My thing is, Captain Marvel's allowed to have a Thor of the Dark World. But as the first one? I'm just saying. I know what you mean. I'm saying. Yeah. The character should be allowed to have an Ant-Man. Like, Ant-Man was fine. Fine. Ant-Man and the Wasp was fine. Captain Marvel should be allowed to be Fine. I get it. You know what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be like. How many Batman movies do we have? I get it. I get it. You know and what I'm saying. There, there's
1: a very, there's a very obvious double standard that we can have. Like trash Joel Schumacher Batman movies. My, my guy had a bat credit card. My guy had bat
0: nipples. Bat roller skates. Right. Bat. He was on. He he he. Sky. What is it? Sky dive surfboard. Surfboard. A rocket back from outer space. Yeah. We, we're, and they're casting another Batman right now. Those
1: things are happening and they're not stopping. That is absolutely true. And, and what the question that I'm asking is, if, if we're capable of making really great stuff, what was missing from the room that didn't put this movie, Captain Marvel, into that category? Why wasn't this great stuff? Why was it just okay? Why? I don't know. And, I and, and so I'm racking my brain thinking, because I don't want to spend all day scrutinizing uh, Brie Larson. I love Brie Larson, and I love this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I also want to look at other aspects of the movie. This movie takes place during the 90s. How do we know that? Because they keep telling us. Correct. And there's some gags that work pretty well. When she's in a computer lab using Alta Vista... All right, man. I remember what that was like. And then the internet cuts out. Mm-hmm. I remember what that was like. When they get the disk and they got to put the disk in the computer and everybody's just sitting around looking at it load up. Mm-hmm. I remember what that was like. Yes. But then there are some portions of it Fun that I think stuff. there are there's things that are just kind of coded on top like Oh, yeah, it's the 90s. There are trolls on the table. Oh, yeah, it's the 90s. Yep. It's a Fonz lunchbox. Oh, yep. yeah, it's the 90s. Yep. And the music that's playing, the T-shirt she's wearing, this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's the 90s. Mm-hmm. Over and over again.
0: So, we're back. What had happened was uh,
1: technical I had to talk about the 90s stuff. And then the technology had to go and do what it did mm-hmm. in the 1990s. Right. I think the uh, episode caught on, didn't like that I was talking
0: smack. Oh, so now you're talking about the 90s, yeah, huh? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. You, yeah. Yo, oh, now
1: you're special. Here's what happened. We, Here's what happened. We were talking about our uh, take on this movie, mm-hmm. and then my mom got on the phone, and it kicked us offline. H- Hello? Yeah, that's Adam- what that's what... Are you on, whose voice am I that's, doing? that's what my mother sounds Hello, like. Adam? That's what my mother sounds My voice. does not sound Sounds like a little that. elderly.
0: Who is this? <laughs> huh? Get off the phone. I need to call Margaret.
1: So where we last left off, we were discussing the fact that this movie takes place in the 90s. Right. Because the movie tells us so, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was just painted on with a roller mm-hmm. instead of it really being thoughtfully put into the movie. Like, for example... Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. shows us the era, or at least gives us an idea of of the vision. The uh, what's the the phrase you've been using? The op- artistic opinion. Artistic opinion. And this movie more so I is just that's like a real thing. I just made it up. Put everything in a Nine Inch Nails t shirt. It's the nineties, mm-hmm. you know, and that's basically where we're at. And I, I felt as though that's just another aspect of this movie that was just not as good as it could have
0: been. But I want to talk about what is good. Yes. I like the fact that there are lots of Easter eggs in this movie. Yeah, give me I some. like the fact that we actually address Nick Fury and Nick Fury's personality from the past and his relationship with his mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know? or at least what she calls him, right? Fury, Fury, um, and even what happened to his eye. Yes. Now, funny, funny he- thing is. <laughs> In Captain America, uh, is it is it Captain America? First Avenger, Winter Soldier. Yeah, he goes. Last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that line? I do recall that. Now, is this a plot hole, or is this actually him talking about him losing the eye because he trusted a cat to Goose the Cat slash Flurkin? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, in the movie itself, they do address the fact that he's going to have to come up with something better than that. Mm. <laughs> so they, they at least go there. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably not going to go around all steely eyed, one eyed like he is and tell all of the Avengers that he was scratched by a kitty cat.
0: Now here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Love goose. I think I want to believe there's something more to that. Yeah. Because this was in a, I don't think there's a lot of throwaway stuff here. Mm-hmm. Because the movie is so heavy on, hey, hey, look at this, look at this. Hey, hey, hey. look uh, uh mm-hmm. Because it's doing that, I have to believe that there's a certain amount of Kevin Feige being like, all right, here's your movie. Now, within your movie, here are a couple of things that we want you to address. How you want to address them, we can work with you on that. Mm-hmm. But here's some things we want to touch on. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing, I'm assuming... And I don't think they're gonna throw away Captain. I mean, I mean, mean, uh, Nick Fury's eye. Sure, it's not a throwaway thing. Yeah, you know they are aware. Like Kevin Feige was around. Like the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. It's not like there's there's a new leader involved, and they don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then he has this bunch of eyes that he lays out in front of him. What is that? Mm -hmm. Do Do you give any thought to that? Uh, No,
1: honestly, I hadn't really thought about it in that way. I I thought it was more of just a throwaway gag. And like instead of choosing the eye, he's going to choose the scar. We know that he is. He's Mm -hmm. going to choose the eye patch. We know that he is. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a question. Why were you showing him different color eyeballs when you clearly have an understanding of what color his iris
0: is? But that goes to show you, I'm assuming, why would they just come up and show you a bunch of different eye colors? Yeah, I don't know. This
1: is S.H.I.E.L.D., Although this is early SHIELD, 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 this is early shield before the Avengers initiative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we also learn comes from Carol herself. Right, like I, li- I like those things. The thing uh, that I like about the movie the most is the structure of the movie, in that it starts with Jude Law's character, Yon Rog, mm-hmm. training Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. telling her what she's capable of and what she shouldn't do. And that frames as this emotionally resonant thing of like, uh, this man is telling you what you're capable of. And it's not that, actually. Mm-hmm. You know what you're capable of. And you don't need him. And I also really enjoyed the uh, reversal in that the movie pitches everything against the Skrulls.
0: And what we learn is the Skrulls are being persecuted. Ah! okay they're being persecuted but look here see here's the thing I definitely let's spend some time in conspiracy theory lane we uh-huh. we, I I gotta get into this uh-huh. okay because we are 85 movies into the MCU alright yes that's and right and we've come too far to just be like oh, I don't know I guess everything's exactly the way they say it is sure no way mm-hmm. this also lets me know that scrolls been here mm-hmm. yeah they have been
1: around like men in black style like they have been around been here yeah so who's a scroll? That's absolutely right. Secret Invasion is an entire arc in the comics that we could see in the movies. Listen,
0: Crever's scroll, Crever's scroll war is a thing that, based off of the comics, if you don't know, it's been going on. Yes, long, 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 long time since you know, loads of years. Mm-hmm. So this is this this beef's been going on, right? Yeah. Even if you go back to Guardians of the Galaxy, the whole thing. That Ronan the accuser is like, yo. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, these dudes should be like bowing down to us, mm-hmm. pissed off. Yeah. You know what I'm he, he he wants to represent the pure-blooded Cree. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, so, I see where you're going so with I'm that. So I'm like, Scrolls, based off of this movie, what this movie is telling me, telling us, this is my theory, that scrolls have been here since bef- since 95 at least. Sure. Yeah. So that's after. Captain America First Avenger but before um, Tony Stark Iron Man mm-hmm. so who's the Skrull sure. we gotta look at that we gotta recognize that more than likely they're not throwing that away yeah. there's a situation where a bunch of people landed on earth a bunch of scrolls landed on earth do we have accountability for how many there are if they can get there can more be sent and not every scroll is going to be you know an innocent person who just
1: wants to find their home so there is an opportunity for a scroll to not be so kind yeah. or maybe use their abilities for a more devious purpose. That's totally true. The movie lets us know that that's possible because we see Agent Coulson gets scrolled, Skrullified. We see uh, Maria Rambeau gets Skrullified. Mm-hmm. There, there are a few characters that we are meant to trust and then we see that it's – oh.
0: That's not actually you. Whole idea is if I can see it, I can do it.
1: This movie is not subtle. I think it puts a lot of weight, representational weight on the scrolls and they're kind of represented as these migrants and they're being persecuted for what they look like and they're strange and they're othered and there's the scene where Monica, little Monica Rambeau says to the little scroll kid, "Come on now. I love your eyes. Don't change your eyes. Don't, uh-huh. don't change your eyes." And uh-huh. it, we you know, we see what's happening here. I'm I'm of the mind that I have I have been the co-host of Comic Book Junto for long enough that I recognize what's happening here. I think this was not a very subtle way of putting these politics and beliefs. I shouldn't even call them politics. These ethics and beliefs into uh, a movie. Uh, I don't know. There's there's this weird part. I'm, I am I'm feel weird admitting this. There's this weird part where I'm like, I see what you're saying. I'm glad that it's here. I also feel like it's a little pandering. Wait, what do you mean? Like the uh, talking about. How the scrolls are kind of an
0: analog for migrants in the real world, the real US yes.
1: world. Yes,
0: yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. However, I took Monica Rambo's comment apparently different than, differently than you took it. I thought you were about to say something else. Mm. When she says, you went to so that whole moment where they're like, yeah, you guys can stay here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think there's a moment where. Um, Talos kind of looks like there's a couple things that happen where the camera lingers for a second enough for you to go huh and then it goes and I'm like y'all are doing something mm. you know like I'm like I see you Kevin Feige you're doing stuff you're setting stuff up yeah you know you can stay here you can da 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 you can change stuff you know except your eyes don't change your eyes mm. that made me go huh that's not a throwaway line mm. something about the eyes is gonna come back I see what you mean. We're at. coming back around to that. They're not just saying things. I
1: see I, what I'm I, saying I I agree with what is being espoused here, but I felt as though the line was in there as more of a virtue signal. About the eyes? Sub in eyes for hair. Don't change your hair. You can oh, you can okay. assimilate. Just sure. don't change
0: your hair because it's beautiful. Sure, I, I I see that. You know what I mean? And maybe they're going to use that I just am looking at it as Detective Detective Newman. Sure, I you know that. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, um, and there's Detective a, Newman, voiced by Ryan Reynolds. Very excited <laughs> to see that movie. <laughs> right. There's another part where Tylos gets shot mm-hmm. when he's in the um, when he's running and jumping inside of um, the ship yeah. that Mar, um, Maria Mar-Von. Maria Rambeau is driving. Yeah. and he gets shot, and they cut to the kid. And the kid doesn't look distraught, the kid looks out the out the ship and I'm kinda like, What's that? Oh, maybe a vendetta is Yeah, like is that gonna be a thing? Is there Mm -hmm. gonna be a situation right there? That's another thing. Sure. Um, We're planting new seeds. And I'm glad you're picking up on these things and mentioning them.
1: Uh, not all of these things are things that I picked up on. I think I was a little- this
0: is the stuff that helped me enjoy the movie. Yeah. Because lot- I'm watching it going, I- I'm watching it like I'm reading a comic book. I'm reading issue one of Captain Marvel. I'm not going- represent all women in this. I'm just like, man, this is issue yeah. one. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's have a good time. And, and this, connect this movie, to the-
1: This movie has to plant seeds for what's to come. We right. We know that it does. Right. We know that it does.
0: Now, let's also talk about this. Ronan the Accuser comes up, big old ships, shoots the things down there at Earth. You know, Captain Marvel goes up there, dope moment. She's punching all the ships, pu- punching all the rockets and all that kind of stuff. Ronan- He's like, we got a oh oh really dope moment where Captain Marvel comes up in front of them and she does the puts her fist like puts her fist on her hand like you want some more, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I thought that was really dope, and the big thing flies apart. That to me was another moment where Captain Marvel was like, show play play with me. Yeah, this is the kind of person I am. But he also says, "Let's go. We'll be back for the weapon," and then like. The weapon is destroyed. Not the that. Not that the woman. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what's that? Because we know Ronan the Accuser died, air quote. We think mm-hmm. when Peter Quill held the Power Stone in Guardians of the Galaxy One. Mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm getting deep in my uh, MCU lore here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's gone. So we are going to come back for the woman again. This is in a current movie. It just came out. Mm-hmm. They're not confused. They're not lost. They're not like, oh, we made a mistake in the move we just put out before Endgame. Mm-hmm. That's saying that the Cree or Ronan, who's now dead, is going to come back, and we know that Ronan was working with Thanos. So, which leads to believe, which leads me to believe, follow me on my conspiracy here. Thanos knows about Captain Marvel,
1: mm-hmm. and is going to need to deal with her.
0: I, I don't know. But if yeah. they're going to come back for the weapon and they see her as a weapon, yeah. who is now coming back for the weapon now? Why would they, why would they say that?
1: Yeah. Well, in, in my mind, again, I think we read this in different ways. Because I'm reading it as what it's representing in the, mm-hmm. the real world around me. And you are reading it as planting the fan. I think both of these things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Uh, what I'm seeing is that line is a way of validating the power and ability of Captain Marvel. Like, we'll be back for the Tesseract? No, for the woman. And that's a great way of saying, like, we acknowledge how powerful she is, and we ain't ready for that mess, and we're going to have to do this at a later date. And I think that's that feels like a victory. Like, she has exhibited her capability. Hell yes. Um, the 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 later parts of this movie really succeed for me, because it's great to see Captain Marvel unleash mm-hmm. and kick ass. The, uh, the early parts of the movie, I think... Uh, not so much for me. That's that's where I'm at with this movie. Also, this movie criminally underuses Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan played uh, one of the like Cree, you know, squad soldiers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with Captain Mar- Marvel early on. Um, man, Gemma Chan is awesome, and she was just not in it enough, in my opinion.
0: Now we also need to talk about the Tesseract. The, oh, the Tesseract. The Tesseract. Talos yeah. has the Tesseract. Uh, And it's just chilling. No, 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 excuse me. Marvell had the Tesseract, and the Tesseract was chilling up in her ship. Mm -hmm. So, how did she get the Tesseract?
1: Unclear. we haven't actually talked about the fact that Marvel was uh uh, uh ch- swapped into uh, a woman in this yes. movie, mm-hmm. uh, so the Marvel from the comic books is a dude, and uh, in this one it is uh
0: in the comics he's, a, he's in comics he's a Cree guy mm-hmm. who ends up in 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 on earth similarly he re- recognizes man I'm fighting for the wrong squad, ends up rolling with the Avengers, mm-hmm. and I think the Cree do come down to kind of address that situation yeah similarly yeah. that what happens in the in the in the movie but it's a guy yeah and in the movie i'm i'm right with that i thought it
1: was good cool yeah i'm happy with where they put it and i um, uh, it makes a lot of sense to me why that character would serve as a role model for carol danvers mm-hmm. yeah i read that also what is the supreme intelligence the Supreme Intelligence, I believe, we've seen in the comics, and it's like a weird floaty head kind of thing. Like the, the it, it kind of looks like a Zordon sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this one, the way that they present it is the way it literally presents itself to the Kree is as someone close to you, someone that you most admire, someone who you want it to be. Um, and uh, we see, um, gosh, Marvel, what is her human name?
0: Uh I don't know. Yeah, it's totally to missed me. Totally missed me. Um Marvell, it is uh Annette Benning, no. Um Wait, well, it's Annette Benning, yes, but I don't know what her it it, it says all cast, it says Annette Benning, Supreme Being, Supreme Intelligence. Uh
1: one other thing that I really I enjoyed in this movie. They um you know the, the suit looks great. Uh, Captain Marvel in the suit in the red and the blue and the gold looks awesome. So like just nailed it. This looks fantastic. I really dig that. Mm-hmm. I also really liked the moment when Captain Marvel is taken cap- captive by the Skrulls and they're replaying her memories mm-hmm. but forcing her to look at it from different angles. Cool the way they keep replaying that, that, that made me think there's potential here. There's, there's a really cool storytelling opportunity here because you're looking at memories from different angles, yes. literally. And uh, I like that. And I like the way that it sort of foreshadows how this story needs to be looked at from different angles. The war between the Kree and the Skrull needs to be looked at from different angles. Uh, I, I appreciated that. that. That was good stuff. This movie, I think, flirts with these ideas, but doesn't
0: really go there. Also, I don't trust Scrolls. I know the movie wants Damn. To, I know the movie wants to tell me that Scrolls a good guy and Kree are bad guys, but I didn't read too many comic books. I, mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't believe you, MCU. Mm-hmm. In the MCU, you you, Octavius, you're you're uh being a little racist. I don't believe you, mm-hmm. MCU. Okay? <laughs> yeah. You're trying to tell me that all these years of reading about Scrolls. Now, all of a sudden, scrolls are the good guys. Scrolls are these trustworthy people. Yeah, yeah. Nah, man. We know scrolls ain't all good. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think there might be. Again, there are scrolls. I got, who is a scroll? Who do you think is a scroll? Mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, who have we been rocking with this whole time? Who's been a scroll? That's going to be like, oh my gosh, this has been a scroll the whole time.
1: Definitely has to be a thing. In the exact same way that they've played the mechanic from Loki turning into other people. Mm-hmm. Then oh, they, Loki's they have, alive, the, by the way. Yeah, they have the. Hold on. Excuse? It's my take. Really? Loki's alive. Do you think Loki that was killed
0: in Infinity War was a scroll? No. Mm, that's not what I was saying. Okay. I think that, I mean, Loki... Put together a whole thing and made it seem like he was there. Ah, All really right. Wasn't. Now we will have. A, Thanos we're did not see... have the Reality Stone at that point. We, we have to talk. He had about the Power Stone, a different thing, and then he got the Space Stone. Uh huh. He denied the Reality Stone. What's mm-hmm. to say that Loki, if he can create the whole scene mm-hmm. in, you know, uh, Thor? Um, what's the one? The second one. Uh, dark times. Thor, Dark John. Turn off. Turn, turn off the dark. Yeah, where where, Th- where Thor walks up and there's this whole scene in that prison cell that made mm-hmm. it look like he was there and chilling out but he was really in the corner like crying. Mm-hmm. He can create these situations that make it seem like stuff's going on that's not really going on. That's my take. Hot take. Come on the top rope with that. Let's give Captain Marvel a grade. Is there something else you want to talk about? No, that's it. Wait, let me make sure I got that's all my I'm conspiracies at. out. I think that's it. Here's the last thing before we give it a grade. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, we didn't talk about End credit scenes.
1: Oh, okay. End credit scenes. Uh, The first one we see Captain Marvel join the remaining Avengers Mm -hmm. in Endgame. That's exciting. The pager stops beeping Mm -hmm. and uh, they want to know how to
0: make a beep again. And suddenly Captain Marvel, there she is. Now, a couple things I want to point out. One, Captain Marvel stops beeping, Captain Marvel comes back, where's Fury? It's easy to kind of be like, all right, cool. But the one thing I don't know if you picked up on who's in charge, Captain America. Mm-mm. What do you mean? Who's in charge? It's not who's not. When well, if you look at who's telling who what to do, uh huh. Who's in charge? See, I would have said Captain America. Natasha Romanoff. It seems like she's in charge. Hmm. She walks up and goes, "I thought so and so and so and so," and she goes, "Do this to do that." I want to know who's on the other end of that thing. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, "Let me know when." And then she walks off. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. she's in charge." interesting you know like it's like she's the one who's running the situation sure and then when she turns around where's fury sure so that's sure. that's you. one thing okay so I'm like a little okay so is she running the stuff of course speculation here i don't know anything sure i'm just being a fan and then the very end after the credits have done rolled
1: uh, we see goose the flerken mm-hmm. uh
0: hack up a tesseract right that's right now the Tesseract, had, on Nick Fury's desk. Yes. So the Space Zone is in the Tesseract, mm-hmm. right? And the Space Stone wasn't that uh, Red Skull was in the space was in the Tesseract uh, from F- First Avenger. I think that's right. Yeah. Right. Got like sucked in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm just trying to place like, so that puts that puts the Tesseract in Shield's ownership. Yeah. For all of these years. That's right so mm-hmm. all right I'm just trying I'm just trying to piece it together here yeah what do you think is gonna happen else? in Endgame?
1: uh what is going to happen in endgame I don't well, know uh, speculation. Honestly, I'm I am not doing a lot of speculating because the internet is going wild with theories about what could happen and I have it in my mind kind of like the blackout congregation I don't want to write this story before I see it mm-hmm. uh, I don't want I don't want to come up with a version that I think makes sense only to not be satisfied when I it's not the thing I came up with, or it is the thing I came up with, and I'm like, I saw it a mile away. So I haven't spent a lot of time theorizing on that. That's not really all that enjoyable for me. Do you? Do
0: you have a theory? Um, I don't really have a theory necessarily. Mm-hmm. I just think that it has something to do with scrolls. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't. I don't. It's got something to do with scrolls. I don't think that everybody. For, for for this movie to let me know that scrolls have been here since ninety five, mm-hmm. lets me know that we scrolls first touched down on Earth in ninety five that we know of. Lets me know that there could have been scrolls there the whole time, and the same yeah. way Hydra could have been there the whole time, we didn't know. Sure, there's got to be some sort of connection there because that's not a throwaway thing. And I don't think that scrolls are everything that they paint themselves to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. I gotta believe this is this this side of you is hilarious to me. This like Why? I
1: don't trust them. I don't because the scrolls you this know they say the te- this is detective they, Newman in here. I love it. I love this. this is you are a a boiled p i <laughs> and these scrolls are like, hey, buddy, we just want to be I don't trust them. I don't like it. I don't like one thing about it. Something's up. well, we're just trying to find our homework okay, likely story right likely story something's up ninety five they were definitely in men in black. yeah, you know they were in the movie men in black. that's right. mm-hmm all right, letter grades oh one last thing that I can't get out of my mind. Okay. A fight sequence near the end of the movie. The song that turns on Is it Cobain? No doubt. Oh, yeah. I'm Just a Girl. Yeah. Dope
0: song. Right. But 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 that
1: that fight scene takes place in a room where there's a jukebox. Mm. Right? Was it a jukebox or was it like a pinball machine? No, it was a jukebox. There Mm -hmm. is a pinball machine also, but there's a jukebox. And... Nothing happens. The jukebox doesn't get hit or punched or turn on, so the song turns on. They happen in different times. Somebody gets smashed into the jukebox after the song started. And I'm thinking, why didn't they just have those things happen at the same time? You smash them into the jukebox, and then I'm just a girl by no doubt comes on. It just makes sense. It's just logical. Just have both of those things correspond. It felt like it was a manifestation of things that I thought were missing. Like, why didn't you just tie these things together? Why? Is this important? No. Scrolls.
0: But I've been thinking about
1: it. You're right. The jukebox was a scroll. We're going to use this for all of our future
0: episodes. <laughs> you Something know what I don't it probably like?
1: was? It's a scroll. It's probably a scroll.
0: <laughs> ah! Can you turn yourself into a cabinet? Why Why, why, would, I why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you really impressed me. I thought Ben Mendelssohn was great. Very as Taylor. funny. It was super Very funny.
0: funny. Very funny. <laughs> all right. So letter grades, yeah, what you got I give Captain Marvel I say a, something crazy. a C Oh, you're not gonna say something crazy for
1: Captain Marvel. no not I give for it Captain a Marvel. C for Ca- I give it a C for Carol. That's what I give it. It gets I, a C from me. I give it a C too. It's it's average. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I, my my thing though is, and and this is the sentiment I guess that carries this C. I'm I'm frustrated about it. I think this movie deserves to be a lot better. I think the output of this movie, the message, the inspiration of this movie far outweighs the actual quality of the movie. But the quality of the movie let me down. I was bummed out by it. This was not nearly as good as I wanted it to be. And the thing that I keep talking about with friends is when somebody asks me if I've seen the movie, mm-hmm. this is what Marvel fans do. All right. On a scale of up here, I got my hand in the air. Up here, Spider-Verse. And down here, hmm. Gods of Egypt. <laughs> no, a Marvel movie. Uh, dark World. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- where is it on the scale? And for me, I think it's a funny thing to use that as a metric, but I'm putting this at a Dark World. The difference is Dark World had nothing to say. Captain Marvel has something to say. It has a point. It has a purpose. And I think the influence of the movie will carry on and be remembered and cherished and it'll bring new fans in and that's so important. But the movie disappointed me.
0: I give it a C. I think it's fine and I think it's okay that it's fine. You know? I don't think it's okay that it's fine. Why? Because it should have been better. But, I mean, so should X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that there's room for... Captain Marvel to have a movie that's okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want it to be the first one. I understand that you didn't want it to be that. And I and I I get that. I follow you. You mm. know, like but at the same time, Wonder Woman while it was good, it was fine also. Same problem. Upon but the thing is there should be room for there to be movies that are good, mm-hmm. because Captain Marvel got Captain Marvel, First Avenger, which was fine. Mm-hmm. Iron Man got Iron Man Two, which was fine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if it Thor was fine. got Thor One and Two, which were fine. I get it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, we got the Blade mo- first. Blade One was great, and then you got other Blade movies that are they're fine.
1: Blade Two was great, and don't you dare Blade Trinity. Not so much.
0: I'm just saying. I think that there's room in the, I mean, Ant Man. Fine, mm-hmm. Ant Man and the Wasp. Fine, I feel you. Know you know what I'm saying? I so, you. I understand that you want it to be better. It's just like I, Iron Fist was bad, <laughs> but he got a second season. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just I'm I'm just saying that I'm not sitting here frowning up at it and being like, oh, I'm so angry. I'm like, cool, mm-hmm. because if I do want to kind of take a longer form look at it, there's got to be room for Captain Marvel to be fine. Because if they decide to bring Luke Cage into the MCU, there has to be room for him to be fine, mm-hmm. and there has to be room for Monica Rambo's movie to be fine, mm-hmm. and Miss and Miss Marvel to be fine. There's got to be room for movies to be fine. I get that. Because I get there's that. There's a lot of movies that are okay out there, and I mean, Justice League was below average. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So th- let 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 stuff develop and mature. And Blossom, because it took us three movies and Thor to be in three other freaking, uh, two other Avengers movies for us to get to to Ragnarok and go, that's Thor. Sure. We got, now I got it. I get that. I get that. And and what I say is
1: this movie deserves more love, deserves more care, deserves
0: better. It just deserves better. The character and the source material, the IP, deserves better than it got. Yeah, the is the source material,
1: the fans, Brie Larson, mm-hmm. deserve better. I feel that. And I'm excited, and, and I'll, I'll say this on a, on a positive note, I'm excited to get there. I'm excited to see it get there. I'm thrilled to have you, Captain Marvel. I'm excited to grow with you. Sure enough.
0: That's it. That is our one-shot... Photon blast! Was that a photon blast? It sounded like a (laughs) flamethrower. But there's grace for you and your flamethrower photon blast. That's our one-shot movie review for Captain Marvel, the 20th movie in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, wow, congrats. Uh, If you guys like this episode, leave us five stars and a positive comment. Also, hit us up at Octavius A. Newman. At Comic Book Junto, at Adam Tedris on Twitter. Let, let us know your thoughts on the movie. Let us know your, um, what's the other thing I was going to say? Your letter grade on the movie. Of course. We want to know how you feel like it fits in the MCU. Are mm-hmm. you excited to see what comes next? Are there any other little Easter eggs or fingers pointing toward the future? You got any theories, anything I missed? Yeah, if you made it this far, this is what I want to know. Who's the Skrull? Yes. All right. Who do you think one, do you think anybody is a scroll? Two, who do you think is a scroll? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somebody is scroll out there.
1: hmm Someone. 45. Oh, we could be so lucky. I would love to know he's not a part of the human race. <laughs> I would love to know. That would make me feel better about us. Oh but
0: man. I don't believe it is true. We're all bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh man. Yep. So that's it. Let us know your thoughts about the movie and who you think a scroll is. That's all we got for this episode. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. (laughs)